Hey, what's going on, everybody? Wide Atley here. Welcome back to another podcast. So, I don't know what has taken me so long to make this episode, as I've wanted to make this episode since June, and it's now September, and I've been meaning to make this for a really long time now, and it just never came around to it. I don't know why, but I just never did it until now, and now I'm here. And now I'm doing it. So for the people who know me uh, pretty well, know that I am a big Godzilla fan, especially the whole like MonsterVerse movies. I really enjoy those movies a lot. I enjoy all of them. Now, some of them I have a little bit more issues with than others, but I can honestly sit down and watch every MonsterVerse movie in one day and be perfectly okay with it i'll be happy with it i'll be so happy honestly just doing that but some of them i just i just wish that certain movies did certain things more and certain things less and uh today we're going to be talking about my top how would i even word this my monsterverse movies ranked is how i should probably word that that is what i'm doing today as I'm ranking all of my MonsterVerse movies, not mine, but all of the MonsterVerse movies in order from my least favorite to my favorite. Now, I like all of these movies, like I said, so like they're I like ranking these, don't take it as me saying that like my least favorite one is me saying that like it's bad because it's not. Uh, it's just personal preference, you know. Certain people have certain personal preferences that they, you know, go by when they watch movies. And that's perfectly fine. Everybody has the right to their own opinion on movies. You know, it's what makes the world a cool place is everybody has their own opinions about certain things, you know, and that's that's what makes the world cool. So we're going to take a deep little dive into this movie list and we are just going to talk about it. I'm not sure how long this episode will be. But yeah, so with that being said, let's get right into this list. So coming in at number four is Godzilla 2014. This movie is directed by Gareth Edwards and it stars Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen, and Brian Cranston. Look, this movie, I think I talked about it on my, um, in one of my episodes actually, but my big issue and why this movie comes in at number four for me is the fact that we don't get Godzilla until essentially halfway through the movie. You know, like you hear little bits and pieces of him, like through the character's dialogue. You, you know, you, you get these two monsters more that... I, I don't think have ever really been talked about at all prior to this movie more than you get about the, you know, about the monster that's actually, you know, titled the movie Godzilla. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't get the mon You mean like you get them, but like, I don't feel like you get them quite as much as the other two monsters. And I remember going into theaters and, you know, watching this movie and just being so disappointed about how little we get Godzilla actually in this movie. 
you know, but in a way that kind of makes, you know, the times that we do get them more memorable, right? And, you know, I just remember, you know, like, this is like the first, like, you know, at least the first, like, Americanized Godzilla movie that we've gotten, and she's up to that point in forever, it feels like, you know what I mean? And, you know, that 190, 1998 film, I'm not even really gonna speak my opinions on that because it's so bad. Um, <laughs> I I don't even really count that. So it's like, I was so just amped up for this movie, you know? And when I got into that theater and I was just honestly so happy that we got another Godzilla movie. And, you know, at, you know, like all the issues that I have with like, when we were finally able to see Godzilla and all that stuff, I feel like they did a good job developing the characters. I feel like this was the first Godzilla movie in a while that I actually genuinely kind of cared about the characters. You know, they tried to make these characters have depth, you know, with uh, Brian Cranston's character, you know, and you, you genuinely felt bad for him because the whole world thought he was crazy because he's just this conspiracy theorist to everybody. But, you know, you know how movies are like, you know, that he's telling the truth, even though these characters don't believe him. And, you know, so like I do I do like the fact that you care about these characters. But, man, there's just a part of me that really enjoys seeing monsters fight. And I just one of the other issues I have with this movie is that I feel like once you were able to see a fight happen between these monsters, they always tended to shoot in another direction or in the movie. Like you would see Godzilla and one of these Mutos fight and geez, you would then they would just like pan away to like what the humans were doing. And it just was so frustrating because Godzilla looked so phenomenal. The Mutos looked so phenomenal. The atmosphere when they were fighting were so phenomenal, man. The way that this movie looked phenomenal. I adored that about this movie. I adored how menacing Godzilla looked. He looked mean. He looked like he looked angry, bro. Like he looked mad that these creatures woke him up from his sleep. Like he's literally me whenever I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Like he's just pissed off. And you know, like it, everything looks so good. I just wish that we got more of the monsters, man. Like, just give them some more runtime, please. Like, let's, if they would have just given them some more time on screen, like the monsters, and kind of kept the same, uh, like the same human element that they did, I felt, I, I really do feel like uh, this movie would have been a 10 out of 10 for me. But outside of those little issues, you know, I, like I said, the movie looked good. My favorite scene was when Godzilla was introduced for the first time in this movie. When uh, the water and the ocean kind of was flooding back like you would see in a tsunami. And you see him, you know, going towards the uh, beach. And then you have like the dog parking at Godzilla. And uh, the dog manages to get free off of the tree that he was, 
you know, that the leash was tied to. And, like, he starts running because, like, he realizes, like, maybe I should be barking at Godzilla. You know, because, like, that's literally how I would react if I wanted to see Godzilla in real life. But, um, yeah, you know, but this movie, it, it was good, though. Like, I was just honestly more happy that uh, we got a Godzilla film and the atmosphere was cool. The look of the movie was cool. The I, I did enjoy the human elements of this movie a lot like i did enjoy that they tried to uh place some in, more importance on the humans you know because i think they made this movie kind of like realist and trying to make it make it as realistic as possible and i i did enjoy that element to it too and it was just um very solid movie just wish that we would have gotten godzilla earlier and i wish that the fight scenes were a little bit more extended so we could have seen like the monsters just a little more that's all i wanted just a little bit more monsters with the same kind of human element to it that would have made this movie absolutely perfect so with that being said i am coming at you with number three and that is kong skull island so honestly this movie it's written by it's directed by jordan Vogged Roberts. I'll just go ahead and tell you who's directed and casted by. It's uh, casted by Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, and Brie Larson. Um, I'm sure there are other some other characters. Oh, John C. Riley, uh, John Goodman, and Corey Hawkins as well. So this movie was really fun. I enjoyed this movie a lot. It was just a really fun movie. I, I, I. Did not get bored. I remember seeing this in theaters, and I just remember that this movie was awesome. Like it was just, it it was just no really boring parts to this movie. I enjoyed it all the way through, and I honest to God, I honestly have no issues with this movie. You know, I the only issues that I can really pick apart of this movie was I feel like some of the lines when they try to bring some comedy comedic relief was a little forced, I guess, you know, like a little forced, but, um, other than that, you know, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed Samuel L. Jackson's role. I feel like kind of seeing him go take on more, you know, as the movie proceeded, uh, him, him taking on more of a serious role was, different i've never seen that before you know but he was still funny uh john c Riley, he you know his some of his comedic relief were a little eh, but his role was intriguing about you know him landing on the island probably what i think it was like 20 years prior on the uss indianapolis or something like that and he's been living on this island with these uh villagers type people uh, for like 20 years and uh, Brie Larson she plays this kind of like thing like photographer war photographers anti-war photographer and um, I think her role was pretty interesting Tom Hiddleston he was a good uh, he was a good lead and uh, John Goodman of course he's always very consistent in his roles he tends to always come through but I Kong looked yeah, let's dive into Kong. Actually, that's probably who should we who we should be talking about. Uh, Kong, he looked menacing. He looked, he looked strong. He looked big, bro. When he whenever he would fight these skull crawlers, 
Jesus Christ, these skull crawlers, man, they just had no chance. And I really enjoyed the fact that Kong, you know, he used his elements around him like trees, uh, pretty sure uh, rocks, maybe, uh, you know, he used the earth around him to attack these skull crawlers and, you know, these humans and all that stuff. And I just remember one of my favorite scenes is when he is in the river or maybe it was this big lake or something. And there's this big octopus right in the lake. And this dude, Kong is who I'm talking about. This dude picks this freaking squid up, kills it without really any thought. Now, granted, this squid is huge, by the way, and freaking kills it and starts eating it like it's just an average day, you know, day in the life of Kong, which it probably is. And it's just, it, it was just so cool. Like, I don't know. My explanation probably just didn't, you know, hold up the standard. Y'all have to watch it if you haven't watched it. But if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that's that scene to me was just, I don't know why it was so cool. It was just so cool to face the way that he's just like, oh, let me just eat some squid real quick. But yeah, I mean, uh, one of my favorite scenes as, as well was when they, you know, like you have this like whole squad of like military personnel flying into, you know, the uh, Kong's world. Let's just say Kong's world. And next thing you know, you have trees freaking hidden, uh, hidden helicopters, man. You got Kong freaking, you know, attacking these people. And yeah, you know, it was just, it was just a fun movie, man. And I really, I really have no complaints. And I really enjoyed the creativity that was used into this movie. And, you know, like, visually, this, this movie was awesome. Um, I was never bored. I really judge movies by how well they treat my ADD. And my ADD was very satisfied during this movie. I was very, I was very touched by this movie and how it made my ADD feel. It was entertaining as all get out. But, out, honestly, out of 10, I would rank this movie a good... 7, 7.5 out of 10. Maybe the comedy was a little better. I think it would have been more of like a 9 or a 10 out of 10. And I forgot to give the Godzilla 2014 ranking. I give that a good 6. 6 out of 10. Just because of the fact that I wish we would have gotten more Godzilla. And more monster fights. But like I said. These movies, even though like they're the bottom two of this list, they're not bad movies. I would really, really recommend these movies to anybody that hasn't watched them at all. So, that being said, that's my number three spot. Coming in at number two is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Now, it just seems like I just literally just picked these movies in order, but... It just, you know, these top two movies, uh, which is obviously going to be Godzilla vs. Kong and Godzilla King of the Monsters, was kind of a toss-up, man, because I enjoyed these two movies equally. Like, there's not one movie that I really uh, enjoyed more than the other, even though I kind of picked Godzilla vs. Kong over this one for a slight reason. You know, but like, I just really feel like 
you know, certain. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But like, I feel like certain elements in Godzilla versus Kong gave that movie a slight edge over this one. And I'll get into that when I get in Godzilla versus Kong. But Godzilla King of the Monsters. So this movie was directed by Michael Daugherty and it stars Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, and Millie Bobby Brown. And it follows this group of people. I think they work. I don't know. No, it's like this group. <laughs> Let's see if I can talk today. So Monarch is trying to get control of these monsters. So they're pretty much trying to get rid of them, you know, and try to get rid of like the natural order, which are the monsters. And the military is trying to prevent them from doing that. And I love this movie so much for one freaking reason is that when I watch these movies, there's a part of me that just wants to see monsters just fight, you know, like, you know, that's why you watch these movies is to see some monster fights, right? And see some human dialogue. But, you know, there's a certain mood that I get in sometimes with these movies. And then that's just like just the fact that I want to see these monsters have a boxing match, you know? And I feel like this movie settles that very much because you have a lot of monsters, bro. Like, you have so many introduced monsters that is crazy. Like, this movie, they just, I guess, decided to say, there's that say that this is going to be a monster verse. So, we need to introduce as many monsters as we can without making it crazy. And I feel like they did that perfectly here. You know, so you have Ghidorah, you have Godzilla, you have Rodan, you have Mothra, you have this big mammoth, you have like a big spider, you have uh, the Muto's back, you have, uh, ooh, you know, this gives me an opportunity, maybe I should look it up, but you have like these so many different monsters, and you know, it's just crazy because it's like, I mentioned... The fact that my ADD was satisfied in the last in the previous movie, right? And it's just crazy that this movie does a better job at taming my ADD than got than uh, Kong Skull Island did. And it's just simply because you know you have so many monster fight scenes, and it's just nuts to me. Like, like I don't know, I don't know. It's just crazy, just like how many monsters were in it, but. I really enjoyed that they had these monster fights as well in a variety of locations. You know what I mean? So you had a fight scene kind of near Rodon's volcano. You had a fight scene in Antarctica. You had a fight scene, oh, geez, freaking Boston, Massachusetts. You had a fight scene pretty much everywhere across the globe you know and or everywhere around it and it's like i just feel like this movie does such a good job with like just keeping the action going it, it was a lot longer than kong Skull island and you know godzilla 2014 it you know the only thing that i would really complain about was the fact that the human side of it was really lacking. You know, I really feel like until you get the Godzilla versus Kong, the the human side of things is either it's really there 
or it's really not, you know? And this movie proves that a lot in the fact that if you are a person who enjoys deep human, you know, development, character development and all that stuff, this movie is not going to be for you at all. Like this movie is, it's going to be so bad for you. And that's where I think certain people kind of, uh, what am I trying to say? Kind of complain about it. It's like nobody who enjoys deep character development enjoys this movie at all because they see it. And I feel like this is where a lot of the critics kind of come in and complain. It's that like, Jesus Christ, there are a lot of monsters in here. And I get it. You know what I mean? I really do get it. And I just, I don't know, like, I I just feel like sometimes that it's okay to have a monster movie and have them have the movie completely dedicated to the movie itself. Like, I feel like you don't need heavy dialogue to tell a story. You don't need deep human characters to tell a story. You don't need to have humans... Uh telling a story that Godzilla needs to defeat Ghidorah or else the world is messed up. The world is going to be messed up forever. You don't need humans to tell that story. You don't. You just need Godzilla and Ghidorah and whoever other monsters that you need to have. And that's enough. You know, like really, I really honestly wouldn't mind having a MonsterVerse movie with just monsters in it. Like, honest to God, I would not mind that at all. And I know some people who are like, well, I need human development. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care that there are no humans in it. Because sometimes I really feel like watching these movies that sometimes these movies will be better off without the humans in it. And I don't know who would agree or disagree with that. But I just, I just feel like sometimes that these movies, some of these movies would be better off without humans in it at all. Because, like, I just feel like sometimes, like, for example, in this movie, it's almost like they were forced to have human dialogue to fill in, you know, just to say that they have human dialogue. I'd rather you just take out the humans if you feel like that than keep them in there just to have padded time. You know what I mean? Because, like, I promise you, it may cost you a little bit more money to make it just a monster movie. And I completely get that i completely get that 100 but at the same time if you can successfully make a monster movie where the monsters tell the story without any human intervention dude you have paved the way for new movies for the horizon there will be a need for it there will be an interest in it there will be just a lot of love for that and you know i feel like that's what this movie could have really benefited from is you know just the monsters letting the monsters tell the story and you know like i think they missed a big opportunity when it comes to that but you know millie bobby brown i think this is her first this is her first movie uh she did a good job the characters did a good job i think uh let me get back to the cast real quick my apologies guys i wish i can remember names but i do not 
Um, Kyle Chandler, he did a good job in it. You know, Z, Z, oh God, I'm so sorry. Z Zhang, I think that's how you pronounce her name, uh, did a phenomenal job in it. Ken Watanabe did a great job. Uh, Vera Faminga, she did a phenomenal job, you know, per usual. Charles Dance really impressed me with uh, how successful of like a villain he was in this movie. Good job to him. Like, he was very successful in the sense of like he just made sure that he that how do I even say this? Jesus Christ, Wyatt. He made sure that you hated him. And that's what I really enjoyed about his character. Like you did not like him at all. So uh Aisha Hines, she did a good job. Thomas Middle Middleditch uh did a good job. And uh freaking Ice Cube's uh Son was in this. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. I really enjoyed that. So uh, props to him. He did actually a really good job in this movie. Um, I was very impressed by his role. And so like the characters, they weren't bad. I just really feel like they could have uh, benefited from either deep, some more deeper more deeper uh, background from the characters or just having no characters of all at all if you're just gonna make the characters like they made them in this movie but uh see i have this like weird thing where it's like either i i complain about too much character or i complain about too little character i don't know man like i just feel like godzilla versus kong did a good job with like how they balanced out the characters and um i'll get into that once i get there but before we get into the uh, next movie, which I'm sure y'all can guess if y'all uh, pay attention to these movies. But, uh, oh, I totally forgot to go into how these monsters looked. Okay, so, first of all, uh, every monster looked absolutely insane. Absolutely phenomenal, okay? That's what I was most impressed about when it comes to this movie what were the freaking monsters man uh godzilla looked rude in a good way he looked mean he looked tough he looked big bro he looked awesome uh Ghidorah, uh Ghidorah was just jesus christ he was so cool he was absolutely i'm sorry guys I almost yawned on y'all <laughs> uh he uh he looked he looked mean mothra looked beautiful uh, Ro Rodan looked awesome. Freaking everybody looked great, and I love the look of the movie. I love the atmosphere. I love how uh, there seemed to always be something going on. Uh, I really love the fact that uh, these monsters just looked so proportionately huge, and I was very impressed by everything that I saw in this movie. I was very impressed, and. There's a big mammoth in there. Uh, obviously, the Mutos were back. Every Everybody looked great. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see what the MonsterVerse does in the future with these uh, with these monsters. You know, like, I, I hope that we get a origin story for every freaking monster. You know, like, you know, like, it's kind of like with the Mon Marvel Universe. Like, they can go on for years with the new monsters that they're introducing before they kind of get up to that big... Uh, to that big fight, you know? So I feel like, um, they're kind of going with the Marvel route and this could, that could really benefit them here. 
And uh, I, I, I'll be really interested in if, uh, let's see if I can talk, if they do that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So with that being said, before I get into my last one, my last movie on this list, I got to rate this movie a good 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed the monster fights, and it was really refreshing to see some monsters just, you know, battling it out. And uh, the only thing that I would improve is improve dialogue, please. A little bit more backstory and of the characters, and you would be golden. So before I get into my next movie, I am going to go place an ad here. So if y'all can be patient, sit through it. Y'all will hear my number one. I'll see you on the opposite end of that. All right. So I appreciate y'all sitting through that ad to come around and listen to this number one spot. So before I even get into this, I meant to talk about this at the start of the video, but now I just kind of want to talk about it now so I don't forget it. Uh, I've been on a little collector's hunt. Not really a collector's hunt, but like a shopping hunt. And... For all of you like uh, Godzilla fans out there who are interested in like the Godzilla lore, you know, this is equivalent of like Marvel fans reading up in the comics and like the books and stuff. I finally got around to getting all of like the Godzilla MonsterVerse stuff. So like I got the Godzilla Awakening, the Godzilla Titanology, Titanthology, I'm in, my bad, uh, and Godzilla Dominion. I finally got around to getting all of the Godzilla movie novelizations. So I have like the 2014 film King uh, it, it, Kong Skull Island novel, the Godzilla King of the Monsters novel, and Godzilla vs. Kong novel. Uh, I'm going to start reading these very soon because I want to learn more about this universe and I want to learn about like all like the different other... <laughs> Let's see if I can talk. Oh my god. I want to learn about the other uh, monsters that are held in this universe that are now canon. So I think it'd be really cool. And I just thought I'd let y'all know because, well, I don't know. Just thought I'd let y'all know. But <laughs> but I finally got around to getting these things. And, you know, I, I need to start reading these because uh, these look really cool, especially the comic books. The comic books look really awesome. And apparently in these books as well, it kind of, dwells deeper into like the uh characterizations of the monsters and stuff like that and yeah so i guess i should probably start that very soon but anyway coming in at number one i'll get into this and that is of course godzilla versus kong man man oh man this was a movie for the theaters man that's all i'm gonna say is that this movie was absolutely perfect for the theaters and did i ever have a great time watching this with my friends like movies hardly ever have me on the edge of my seat literally like literally on the edge of my seat but throughout this movie i was going insane i was going insane like, my emotions were high. I was just feeling some kind of way that I would imagine that drugs make you feel like. You know, and I, I was probably, you know, I was feeling like I would assume what ecstasy feels like. You know, and I just honestly, I was so happy watching this movie. So this movie 
is directed by not only then Adam Wingard. It stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall. It also stars Brian Tyree Henry. Sean, oh, ooh, I'm going to mess that up. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sean Ogari, Isa Gonzalez, and Julian Dennison, as well as Lance Reddick. And Kyle Chandler returns in this movie. So, oh, by the way, important character too. One of the most important characters, Kaylee Hoddle. So, this movie does a perfect job of balancing human and monster and making it a solid movie, right? It does a good job balancing, 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 what what word is that, Wyatt? Balancing? Balancing the two together. Because you, you follow this little girl, right, who has this connection with King Kong. And, you know, she has taught him sign language. You know, Kong is able to effectively communicate. And all he's trying to do is return home to his family. So you have, like, this group of people transporting him to, uh, to Antarctica to put him into, like, the hollow earth where he thinks his home is. And where he thinks his family is, and he eventually reaches there, and you know nobody, none of his family is there, so he's kind of like the king, new king of like this whole like little—I don't even know what you call it. Uh, shoot, I don't even know. But like he gets to this like little tower thing, and he realizes that like none of his family is alive anymore. So, and it's because it's hinted that there was like a war. And all that stuff between him and Godzilla, but I don't really know who. I guess I have to read these this lore, but I have no idea who killed off his family yet. But I would imagine, like I said, it's going to be answered in like the comic. But um, you know, all the while you have Godzilla trying to hot, hot. He's not hotting anything, Wyatt. What are you talking about? He's hunting, not hotting. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I think my I think my issue is that honestly my brain talks a little too fast for my mouth and like mentally I know what I want to say like I I can speak very good English in my brain but my mouth cannot speak good English you know what I mean so like it, it's a huge battle it's a conflict in my head to mouth you know it's a huge head to mouth conflict all the time but anyway you know, like, and then you have Godzilla trying to hunt down Monarch because uh, they're making Mecha Godzilla, and he, of course, is looking like a bad guy tearing up these cities, even though he's just trying to maintain order and peace and stuff like that. So, um, Jesus Christ! So, like, I don't even know where to start. Like, where do I even start? I guess I'll start at the fight scenes. The fight scenes were the best of the best in this movie. Like. This movie, I feel like, had the best fight scenes, uh, hands down, of all the movies. And I can make, like, a whole fight scene ranked here, like, which movie had the best fight scenes. Um, that could be, like, another episode. But for sure, this movie is going to be number one on that list. I can promise you that. Uh, this movie, as a whole, has the best fight scenes uh, between Kong and... Godzilla, Jesus Christ, they were trading bouts, they were trading rounds. I remember their first fight scene was when Godzilla was on the boat and he had to break free. 
and uh, off, you know, from the chains that he was attached to. And uh, that was a fun little scene. He almost got, he almost drowned. Uh, he, who do y'all think I'm talking about? I don't know why. Maybe he should be more specific. <laughs> but Godzilla almost drowns King Kong in the ocean. But then, like, Kong does his thing. Or I don't even remember really how he escapes. How does he escape? But anyway, he escapes somehow, and then they fight it out. Godzilla goes bye-bye, and then they fight again. They meet again in, uh, what was it? I think it was Tokyo? Is that or Hong Kong? I think it may have been Hong Kong. I'm not too sure. Um, they fight again before meeting with Mega Godzilla, And then this is what blew me away was the fact that they actually teamed up. And I had kind of talked about this with, I think it was a couple of buddies of mine that what if they team up, right? What if they team up together to fight whoever other villain there is? And sure enough, as they were, you know, fighting it out in Hong Kong, I think it was, I'm just going to say it's Hong Kong, but if it's Tokyo, you all know where I'm talking about. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like, you know, at this point, Godzilla's gotten the upper hand, man. Uh, Kong is, you know, being beaten down. He has a dislocated shoulder. And all of a sudden, you see Mecha Godzilla break free from whatever lair it's in. And Godzilla is getting beat up pretty tremendously by Mecha Godzilla at this point. Mecha Godzilla is being controlled by Ghidorah, by the way, because uh, Ghidorah. Ghidorah's skull, his skull got uh, picked up by Monarch, and they're able to get transmission, transmittal signals from the skull itself. So, like, Ghidorah can control, like, Mechagodzilla somehow by uh, by human being connected to the skull and through, like, wiring and stuff, which is ultimately connected to God- Mechagodzilla somehow. Um, so, Ghidorah is able to live through this person through Mechagodzilla. So, like, no, I worded that completely wrong. Ghidorah is able to live through this person, which is able to control Mechagodzilla. That's what I meant. And so, like, Ghidorah is fighting uh, with, like, all this new technology. He has cannons. He has, you know, he's able to fly, I think, and he's just strong and, you know, He's more nimble than he was as his original self. So Godzilla is just kind of, he's being handled. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it becomes a two-on-one handicap match. I don't know if y'all have ever watched WWE, but there used to be two-on-one handicap matches. And Godzilla gets up. Not not Godzilla, Jesus Christ. King Kong gets up. See, that's that whole, like, my mind is talking too fast from my mouth. And... King Kong gets up, and all of a sudden, he starts tearing Mechagodzilla up. And then, bro, this was one scene that gets me so hyped is when Godzilla shoots his radiation at King Kong's axe because Kong has an axe now from that's, you know, and like the actual axe, like the blade part is made from Godzilla's, um, one of Godzilla's, like, body thingy things and spike things and you know godzilla shoots his breath which gives the axe like a whole bunch of power 
And then he just starts, King Kong starts messing God, Mega Godzilla up, bro. He's whacking him. He's tearing apart this dude's limbs, you know. And uh, oh my God, bro. Oh my God, this movie was so good. And let's just let's talk about like Kaylee Hoddle for a second, the little the little kid. I really enjoy how they created her character because she's the last. If y'all remember those villagers I was talking about from uh, Kong Skull Island, she's the last remaining of that bloodline. So she has this connection to Kong that nobody else has. So Kong feels this need to protect her and all that stuff. And, you know, I feel like these are the kind of characters that we need in these movies. Something that some character that you can kind of see, you know, you having a connection with someone that you can, you know, root for a lot more, you know? Yeah. We have Millie Bobby Brown and we have, you know, all the other characters, but I feel like, this movie successfully made an actual important human character in Katie Hoddle. Kaylee Hoddle than what they were, you know, better than what they were doing with Millie Bobby Brown in two movies. I don't know why it's so hard for me to connect with Millie Bobby Brown's character. Now, I love Millie Bobby Brown's character a lot. And, like, I think she is absolutely phenomenal in these movies. I think she is awesome. I think she acts really well. I think her character is pretty cool. She's a very determined character in this movie. But I don't know why, but I just, there's just something weird that I cannot connect with about her character. But I can connect with Kaylee Hoddle's character really well for some weird reason. Maybe because, I don't, I, I literally don't know what it is, but I cannot make a, you know, I cannot like put my finger to it, but yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think they did a great job with, uh, developing Katie, Kaylee Hoddle's character a lot. Uh, the freaking graphics in this movie, well, would you even call it graphics or is that more of uh, a video game thing? I don't know, but the look of this movie was absolutely insane. Godzilla looked Oh my god, he looked so sinister in this movie. He did not care about nothing in this movie. He had one mission, and he did not care who or what got in the way. But he was going to successfully lead this mission, regardless of any military help, regardless of who got in his way. It was almost like King Kong was an annoyance to him in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, it was almost like King Kong was more of a, like, a nagging mosquito to him. And he just wanted to be left alone. I don't feel like Godzilla ever really wanted to fight King Kong. I mean, like, yeah, in the first part he did. But, like, at the end of the day, he was just trying to find Mechagodzilla and destroy him. And it just felt like King Kong was kind of for the most part getting in his way <laughs> you know what i mean and you know i get it like the two whole alpha things so like they were trying to you know like i don't even know like you can't have two alphas in the same you know the same planet right there can only be one but i feel like by the end of this movie i feel like it almost became like a mutual understanding that like i'll leave you alone if you leave me alone type of thing you know what i mean and you know, that, I think that's ultimately what Godzilla wanted anyway. You know what I mean? Like, 
outside of that first fight, I don't feel like Godzilla truly wanted any trouble, you know, with King Kong. King Kong looked awesome, by the way. Uh, this movie, this movie CGI did not look overly done. This, I think they used the, you know, a perfect amount of CGI. Like nothing looked too crazy. Nothing looked too overly, uh, you know, CGI at all or too overly done. I feel like this movie does a perfect job with balancing, you know, like human to monster ratios and stuff like that. I feel like there's just enough human time just enough explanation just enough like character development just enough of everything human wise to satisfy that and i feel like there is just enough monster time to satisfy that so i feel like this movie does such a good job with balancing that and making both sides of this like whole like i want more monster and i want more human thing to you know like they they do a good job balancing that and i am very satisfied with this movie uh i'm satisfied with the fact that uh there's actually kind of solid comedic relief in this movie like i feel like there's just the right amount and there it wasn't overly over the top it was enough to kind of you know what I mean? Like, y'all know what I'm trying to say? But there's obviously enough action in here. Brian Tyree Henry, I've never heard of him until this movie, and I was actually very satisfied with his performance. He kind of played the whole, like, uh, conspiracy theorist kind of guy, like, you know, monarchs up to something, but no one believes me kind of guy. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is really the only one that believes him. I mean, she and... Uh, who was it? I think it was Julian Dennison. I think is that his name? Jeez, I'm so sorry. Hold on, y'all. I think it was Julian. I, uh, dude, I don't know. Um, it was whoever her best friend is, and so they, them three, kind of go on a whole journey together to prove that Mega Godzilla is a real thing and that Monarch is covering something up. Just kind of like uh Brian. Um, Jesus Christ, I forgot his name. Anyway. Brian from the first one, the first Godzilla movie, did with the whole Muto things. And, you know, I feel like they did a perfect job with, like, balancing that with the monsters, like I said. And, you know, if all of the Monsterverse movies were like this one, I feel like the Monsterverse would be a little bit more popular. And I feel like they would have just successfully created another... I'm not saying it will be as popular, but like I uh, successfully created another Marvel universe where there would be more of a need for them every year. So I hope that Legendary is able to get rights back. And I hope that they're able to make more movies in the future because of the fact that these movies are so great. My favorite is Godzilla vs. Kong. My least favorite is Godzilla 2014. And I feel like what Godzilla vs. Kong does so successfully is the fact that they put a good balance in between humans and monsters. You know, I feel like there's just enough humans and I feel like there's just enough monsters. I feel like the runtime for this movie is just enough. And I feel like they do a good job with the dialogue to an extent. Like, 
if you watch this if you watch these movies for the dialogue i think you have like the wrong uh i think you have like the wrong series that you're watching but you know what's irritating is that you know they can make good dialogue with these movies because it's like you have the whole monster vert <laughs> the whole marvel universe and they have obviously they have to have good human characterization you know like their whole character development has to be spot on and you know even though they're dealing with these superheroes the dialogue is always good not always but it tends to be good most of the time and i feel like if the monsterverse can just bring in that element of good dialogue with consistent fight scenes with the monsters and continue to make the monsters look good, continue to introduce new monsters and give the monsters more of a backstory for the people who don't like to read the lore. I feel like that would be perfect, but also um, just keep them coming, man. Like I, I genuinely cannot wait to have another monster verse movie. And, you know, I don't know what they're looking to do, for future movies you know i'm sure they're coming up with ideas as we speak and you know i hope that they get the rights back because i would love to see more movies so with that being said i know at times this list was a little all over the place and i do apologize about that it's my first podcast in a couple weeks so from starting today i'll be able to upload more consistently so I do apologize for not uploading consistently as of like the past three weeks. I will be uploading on a uploading on a regular basis from here on out. So with that being said, y'all, I hope you all enjoyed this list. I enjoy coming up with these lists and uh, especially about the MonsterVerse. I'm a huge MonsterVerse nerd, Godzilla nerd in general, and I love learning about Godzilla and King Kong and all the other crazy monsters that come along with this uh with these with this whole godzilla life you know godzilla world right so if y'all have any ideas for me don't feel afraid to reach out my instagram is all one word it is at lee wyatt that's a-t-l-e-e w-y-a-t-t if y'all want to contact me and contact me through there and uh i will leave that information in the description of this podcast for y'all just in case y'all want to uh, reach out to me and give me some ideas or give me some feedback or anything like that i hope y'all are doing good today or morning or evening whenever y'all are listening to this i hope y'all have a smile on y'all's faces today i hope y'all's happy <laughs> see another example of my freaking brain talking a little too fast i hope y'all's hearts are happy is what i meant to say so with that being said i love y'all And I will see y'all in the next podcast. So, see ya.